Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Talk about someone that wears a lot of hats. This week's featured artist is a Grammy-nominated producer, singer, songwriter, a master of the harmonica, as well as an award-winning author. He's born in New York, but has since relocated to Southern California with multiple releases under his belt. He and his band has just recently released a new EP titled uh, Get In The Dan's Banner, containing five live tracks, giving the listeners a full range of their unique musical style, covering everything from blues to soul to Americana, and from it, you just heard the track 2017. It's my pleasure to welcome back the Highway Blues from the band The Reverend Sean Amos and The Brotherhood, this week's featured artist, The Reverend Sean Amos, of course. Reverend, thank you so much for taking the time joining me this afternoon. It's great to be back. How are you, brother? I am just right on top of things, man. So good to have you, and it's certainly a pleasure to welcome you back. You know, the well, last time uh, last time we spoke, it was your debut with uh, with your band, and uh, Blue Sky, it was just tearing it up back in, what was it, 2020? It's been a couple of years. It was early. It was right before COVID, man. That We put that album out literally, I think, like a month before we all shut ourselves down. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I'm glad that uh, you've unshut yourself down. I hope things are working good. Hope everybody's back to work. You and your band are uh, out doing yeah. stuff. We're back. We're back at it. We're back at it. We're taking a, a bit of a, a time off the road this year because we're going to the studio to record a new album for 2024 release. So uh, that's been the focus of uh, of this year, getting some new material together, which has been a lot of fun. You know, I opened your feature spot. Uh, you probably heard there. Uh, uh, with the live track of 2017, which yeah. was it was originally re- released in 2017 on your breaks it down release, and I I have to tell you it is lyrically as powerful today as it was back then when I first heard it, May- maybe even more so. What do you think? Uh, I'm so glad you said that, man. Yeah, it, it's, it's become a real uh, staple of our set, and, and at first I I was afraid it'd get dated, and you know, in my mind it was so closely aligned to you know, the moment that I, I wrote it. And, but, man, it, it, uh, I, I do agree that wherever we play that thing all over the, you know, all over the U.S. and in Europe, people feel it now more than ever. I, I may have written it too early originally. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for, for, for better or for worse, uh, you know, sadly, it, it's, uh, it sort of fits harder now than, than, it, than it did then. Just as you uh, finished the song there, you said it's almost 2023. And uh, we want to talk about this uh, new re- EP and, and when it was recorded, where it was recorded, how it was recorded, and, uh, you know, how you picked the, uh, the five songs that were on it. But first, you know, what do you say we uh, uh, give my listeners a look into your earlier life and career? And why don't you start anywhere you like and uh, tell us a little bit about you and, uh, you know, your career before today came around. Oh man, yeah. I, to, to those who don't know already, uh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm an LA native, New York born, but uh, but LA bred uh, kid. Who, uh, grew up in Hollywood, California, and uh, my, my, my my both my parents were, were in the entertainment business. My my mom was a nightclub singer who performed under the name Shirley May because uh, her real name was Shirley Ellis, and there was another singer named Shirley Ellis at the time who had a big hit with a song called The Name Game. And so to avoid confusion with 
that Shirley Ellis, my mom Shirley Ellis, performed under uh, the name Shirley Mann. Uh, my father was a, a booking agent at the William Morris Agency. He was booked uh, the Motown Acts and Solomon Burke, who I got to later work with, and uh, Simon and Garfunkel and the Animals. And uh, they're both kind of pioneers, you know, to to uh, black uh, folks in you know the the mid '60s, uh, blazing some new ground, and you know. And that was sort of a, a lot of the, the world I heard about as, as I grew up, and, and sort of benefited, uh, you know, from from their sacrifice, and, and they opened managed to open some doors for me. I I moved around a bit, and uh, you know, I, I always wrote. You know, that's sort of the through line of my life. And I, I think maybe more than anything else, I, I'm a writer. And uh, you know, as a kid, I wrote poems and you know, love letters for girls I had crushes on, and then. You know, that became, you know, short stories, and that became script writing. I thought I was going to be a screenwriter. I went to NYU film school and wrote some screenplays that didn't get made into movies and started songwriting because I, I liked the idea of being a, being my own writer, actor, director, producer. You know, song, songwriting was a, a quicker path uh, to seeing something Released than you know than screenwriting. So I, I, I took the screenwriting. I took the songwriting as sort of a you know I guess a, a matter of expediency. Uh, but I, I loved uh, you know I, I grew up with my headphones on and my double gatefold vinyl, just, you know, listening to all my heroes, uh, which were initially rock and roll heroes, and then you know, like a lot of people my age, you know, rock and roll led me to the blues. And. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to mention that, you know, before uh, you were Reverend Sean Amos, you were well-known as Sean Amos, the producer. And you've got, like I mentioned, a Grammy-nominated uh, production and many others. And, uh, you know, I look at your resume, Sean, and I got to tell you, it's just amazing how big these doors are that you walked through. And each one of them, from what I could tell, you excelled in all of them. Oh, I appreciate that, man. You know, I just, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been curious, you know, I, mean, I think it's been equal parts, you know, curiosity, ambition, and sometimes my ambition maybe outweighed my, you know, ability. And sometimes, you know, uh, you know, my, my curiosity was more important than, you know, having the experience of something was more important than how far I might take it. But I, I've, I've, I'm addicted to, uh, it's new experiences. Yeah. And so I just always sort of taken my life in areas that I, I found interesting. And sometimes I was producing for a while and other times it was, you know, making folk music. You know, I sort of did the folk rock thing for a while and then, um, and then it led to blues, which really is more than a curiosity. I mean, the blues was really like the introduction to my heritage and my culture and my ancestry and my, my, my my identity in a way that was so much more profound than anything else I'd ever done before and you know, the, I really found my home with the blues and so I do other things still and I you know wrote a couple of books in the last couple of years and but the blues is really just central to who I am I can't imagine ever 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 leaving that for for anything else so that that's become sort of central and then everything else sort of you know, floats around, you know, the orbit of, uh, you know, the blue sun. You know, you mentioned uh, that you've uh, wrote a couple books, and uh, the last time we spoke, 
uh, it was during the Blue Sky release, and mm-hmm. and uh, lots happened since then. You wrote a uh, an award winning book, and uh, you know I was going to buy that, and I got to thinking, well, maybe it's just more of a kids book. And then as I I got to thinking about it, I thought, well, maybe this has a lot more information in there than what I'm thinking, and maybe it's just not a child's read. Well, I hope you will get it because you're absolutely correct. Uh, it's it's called Cookies and Milk, and it's it's a middle grade novel. Uh, so yes, the, the intended audience is uh, middle graders, but it's really uh, a, a book with a few different audiences in mind. I mean, one, fathers and sons. It, it, it's a book about a a, a kid trying to um, sort of rebuild his relationship with his uh, father after his parents have divorced. And that is not unlike uh, my own life as a child and my own life as a parent, uh, as a divorced parent. Uh, and it's also a love letter to the blues. You know, the, the main character in the book, uh, Ellis plays harmonica and he's in love with the blues and Muddy Waters. And what he loves about the blues is what I just said. It, it sort of helps him figure out who he is and, uh, and, and understand his own racial identity and his own culture better. Uh, so uh, there's a, for, for a blues lover, uh, there's all sorts of great sort of name dropping in there of, of, of blues heroes and sort of a blues insider information. Uh, and for anyone who sort of uh, longs, you know, or wants to remember a you know, time, the book is set in the 1970s. So, you know, it's a, a love letter also to the, a moment where if you wanted to play music, you sort of had to engage with it differently. You had to, you know, go to a record store and buy a piece of vinyl and, you know, lay it on a turntable and figure out how to do a needle drop cleanly. And, uh, you know, you sat there for 15 minutes and listen to side one and flip it over and sit for another 15 minutes and listen to side two. And and that engagement with the music created uh, a real deep connection, arguably deeper than you get to, you know, shuttling through a Spotify playlist. So uh, I think the book's got a lot to offer anyone, uh, young and, and old alike, and, and that's that seems to be the feedback I've been getting from people. So I've been really grateful. Well, you can just watch your order. It'll be coming through tonight, I guarantee you. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, congratulations on, on, uh, on the book, and uh, congratulations on this new EP. And uh, I, I was reached out about this. I didn't even know it was... Uh, coming out and uh, so here it is it's out here i started off with uh, 2017 to start my feature tell us about uh about this new ep and how is it you became you decided to just do an ep rather than a, a full cd of live music yeah yeah it's a little bit of um a little bit of a gift actually from our new record label so i signed a deal uh, earlier this year with a small label out of New York called Immediate Family. And I licensed them my back catalog. Uh, and we're going to release our next bunch of new music uh, on the Immediate Family label. And they wanted to do something to sort of celebrate you know, the deal and the announcement and welcome us to their family, no pun intended. Uh, and we had recorded a bunch of material on tour Last summer, we did, we did a European tour. We played uh, Joe Bonamassa's Blues Cruise in the Mediterranean, and we played some dates in, in, in Sweden and in Spain. And we captured a lot of that material. And so they asked if we could you know, put something together, you know, that they could put out to sort of to thank uh, 
to, to thank folks uh, and to thank us for, for you know, signing to their label. So I pulled those five together. We pulled those five together that um, we're all pulled from this, uh, the Dombasa. So a Dombasa is this little, it's like, it's like a gathering place. Uh, I don't know the direct Swedish translation, but it's almost like a like a yurt, <laughs> and it's a place where where folks gather, particularly in in, in cold months, you know, to stay warm and, and, and sort of hang out. And so, uh, our drummer Brady Blade is a uh, a good Louisiana boy who relocated to Stockholm, Sweden, and so we uh, and he lives on a, on an island in Archipelago uh, off of Stockholm called Storholmen. And there's a Dombasa on Storholmen. There's a lot of Swedish words being thrown at you. And uh, we did a gig on this little island for his neighbors <laughs> for about, you know, I think it's maybe 60 families or so who live on this little island off of Stockholm. And uh, we did this gig for them just sort of really to, as a rehearsal for some proper shows that we were playing in Stockholm the, the, in, the, in the following days. And their shows are really special. There's, there's something about the vibe, and they're really intimate. And we played in the round, and the, and the, the audience was in the round. It's like this, you know, little circular structure. And there's just something, uh, there's just a vibe about those particular recordings more than the than the ones that recorded on, you know, Joe, with Joe Bonamassa, and more than recorded in Spain and other places. Those ones had just a little bit of a vibe about them. Uh, so we pulled those ones from that one spot. Uh, to give to the record label so they could uh, you know, put this thing out. So it's, it's a little taste you know, of what we're about live. I, I hope we'll do a proper full live album one day down the road. I think uh, you know, the, the band has evolved a lot from when we released Blue Sky. And a, a lot of the recordings, 2017 is, is evidence of that. You know, a lot of these songs have, have evolved since playing them live for years now. And so... Uh, I think that for folks who have not seen us live, hopefully, you know, this whets their appetite to, you know, to come see us next time we're in their neighborhood. Well, it certainly does. And I've got to tell you, you know, I've been listening to your music, uh, maybe not from the very beginning of your career, but uh, pretty close to it. And uh, oh, I've never, you. never been lucky enough to see you guys live, man. You just, uh, do you not come up here to the Midwest? I mean... We're gonna we're gonna be actually in Indiana uh, in September. There's a there's a little blues festival. I think it's the first year they've done it, and I haven't even put it on our calendar yet, to be honest with you. Um, but it's I believe it's September nine. Hold on, I'm gonna look at my calendar right now. Because like I said, we're taking the year off really so we can get this album done and tend to some other. Uh, other creative endeavors, but this gig got put on our calendar. We said yes to it, and it is uh, yeah September 9th, Indiana. Where the hell? What's the name of this festival? I'm gonna totally blow my opportunity to tell you where to come see us. Um, well, you know, Indiana is only a full day drive from here. So. There you go. Come on. <laughs> it should, should be not, not a problem. We'll just load up the bus and me and a bunch of psychos will come see you. There we go. Yeah, it's Brownsburg, <laughs> Indiana at um, Arbuckle Acres. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, if people want to go to SeanAmos.com, I will... Uh, We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll throw it up on there so people can find out where it is. But uh, we'll be there. We'll be in we'll be in Brownsburg, Indiana, on September 9th. 
It's as best Midwest as we can get. Well, that's about as Midwest as you're going to get. Well, we're going to do our best to maybe make it on out there. I mean, it's why not? Why not? Right on, man. Welcome to Open Arms. I'll look you up there if I can make that that trip. So, so is things really as far as touring goes? Looking up? Yeah, for next year, like I said, um, it, it, I, look, I mean, the life of a, of a musician in the year 2023 is uh, is pretty challenging. I mean, you know, recording income is decimated, and, um, and there's such a run to the gates of artists who are you know, flooding festivals and clubs to make up for you know the years lost during COVID. So it's more competitive than ever. Uh, it is, uh, you know, there, there are promoters who are, you know, harder to you know, part with dollars and less risk adverse. So, you know, the places where we've always played, we keep going back and they love us. Uh, you know, opening up new markets uh, is challenging uh, because they want to see that they, you know, what you've, what you've done before. And if you haven't been there before, <clears throat> there's no before to point to. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so we, uh, we've got a nice, you know, deeply worn path uh, in certain areas, and, and we're grateful to keep coming back there. And uh, you know, we, we keep knocking on doors to you know, open up some new some new spots. But uh, you know, we'll, but next year's looking good for us. We're going to spend the early part of the year in Europe, and then I think uh, you know when the weather warms up, we'll uh, we'll be uh, we'll be, we'll be in the states uh, supporting this new album that we got coming out. Hopefully, early next year. Yeah, you keep me in mind. I want to be one of the first to. Uh introduce my listeners to your new work on down of course of course well reverend sean amos if y'all if y'all just tune in reverend sean amos is who we've been speaking with and uh he's got this new live ep what do you call it what is the name of it again get in the don bossa don bossa boy no wonder you chuckled i blew that thing right out of the water when i what did I call it? Daz Bana or something like that. You may be pronouncing correctly. <laughs> I, I made an honest attempt. But anyway. So, in my mind, it's a play on get in the van. Get in the van. <laughs> get in the Daz Bana. Sounds good. Sounds good. Man, I want to thank you for taking the time and joining me. I'm so glad that I finally got to hear some live music from you. And uh, this is good stuff. I, in fact, we're going to close it. with a little bit of Boogie off of this CD. Right on. And... Uh, so, uh, Reverend, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, you know, be, have a safe tour, and uh, you know, good luck on uh, on the, the production and the making of your new release. I can't wait to hear. Oh, it. thank you, brother. I appreciate your support, man. All right. Well, uh, before I let you go, once again, mention your website where everyone can find what they need to about you and your band. Everything you need is at seanamos.com. That's S H A W N. A-M-O-S.com. All right. Thanks again, Sean. It's been a pleasure bringing you back to Highway Blues. We'll have to do it again in the near future. What do you say? Yeah, be safe, brother. Be safe. Right. Thanks a lot. All right, everybody. Uh, my we, This week's featured artist, uh, the Reverend Sean Amos, and the Brotherhood is his uh, new, new, uh, new band that he put together back uh, with uh, Blue Sky as his debut. And uh, we might play some of that a little later in the show. But uh, right now we're going to play one more live one. We're going to play uh, Little Boogie from the Reverend Sean Damis and the Brotherhood. 